accept when um, and thank you for having me here. It's such an honor to just speak and, and just give what God's been sharing with me um, throughout these couple of weeks as I've been preparing. And um, I just want to encourage you. Just want to encourage you on what God is about to do in your lives, what He is doing in your lives. We know that His presence and His protection is divine. Therefore, it don't go nowhere. All right, wherever you are, He is. I'm already preaching. So thank you, thank you. Um, I again encourage you, I want to challenge you, convict us to grow in his in, in our relationship with him from hearing his word. Because that is his word. His word is so powerful. His word is what transforms us. His word is what reflects us of who we are in him. Alright, so um, yeah, let's go, let's do it. Lord, okay. Lord your word is sharper. Your word is active and living, and we thank you for that, Lord. And we pray right now, Lord, that you'll open up our eyes to what you are doing in our lives, Lord, so we can personally and intimately know you more, Lord, because we want you, we need you, have your way, let your will be done, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, so we are continuing our uh, series on glimpses and gaze. And um, so today, I'm going to be talking about um, Elisha, the prophet Elisha, all right? This is the, um, Elisha is the disciple of Elijah, J, all right? So there's J, Elijah, and then Elisha is S. So just so you guys don't get confused, J comes before S, therefore Elijah became, I mean, came before Elisha, all right? Easy way to remember it, you know, whatever. So, um... Yeah, just to set the stage, um, Elijah um, mentored Elisha. And Elijah did so much um, for um, um, Israel um, when he was a prophet. He did all these miracles from, uh, from uh, what did he do? Oh, so he prayed for no rain to come for like three years. He prayed um, a child back to life, right? And, and, and what he also did, he prayed and he challenged the Baal prophets, these are the fake prophets at that time, he challenged them to see which God was the real God. And of course, you know, our God won that, right? Because they're sitting there chanting, nothing happened, but then Elijah prayed and fire came down upon the sacrifice. God showed up. And it's such a cool image of seeing that how when we pray, God shows up. And Elisha learned so much from Elijah. Imagine that. You, you are being discipled from this guy here and all the things that he's done through God, with God, and he's discipling you. And they've been together for a few years, right? And um, through the years, like, you know, to get closer, to get to know each other, Elisha is just, he sees him as a father figure. Powerful. Powerful, and it is a time where Elijah is about to leave. All right, um, they, you know, their prophets—they're just—they're getting the sense that Elijah, Elijah is about to leave Earth, and Elijah is like, "No, I'm not leaving you. I'm staying right with you. You are basically my father. I left everything behind to be with you, to learn from you, grow with you. You know." And Elijah is like, "No, you, you stay here." And he's like, "No, I'm not going anywhere." And then Elijah asked him, okay, then what is it that you want? What is it that you want? And Elijah's like, okay, I, 
I want a double portion. I want a double portion of the Spirit. And when I first read this, this is years ago, when I first read that, I'm like, dude, you're a cocky little dude asking for a double portion. Like, who are you to ask for that? That's like, but as I was studying this time, I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. He knows what belongs to him. He has a right to this. See, as he sees him as his father figure, and Elijah sees Elijah as his son, back then, when they were inheriting, the firstborn received double portion. So I was like, oh, explains a lot. Okay, good. So Elijah wasn't being cocky. He knew what belonged to him. And, and, I, wanna, and I just want to encourage us that God has something for us. He has an inheritance for us from our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. Therefore, we can ask for that double portion of his presence. We can ask for more of his peace, his grace, his mercy. It's not a bad thing. It's not a cocky thing either to ask more of God. Why? So we can be more like him. So we can look like him. So we can act like him. This is what Elisha was doing. After Elisha saw Elijah get taken up on the chariots of fire and angels, taking Elijah, it's crazy, right? Taking him all the way up there so he didn't die. Elisha sees these angels of horses and chariots take his father into heaven. Now the spirit, the double portion spirit has come upon him. He actually did a lot at that time. He actually performed double the miracles that Elijah did. So a couple of them that he did was um, he, he, he multiplied oil for a widow. Who, who, who needed to pay her debt and to live in a time of famine and drought. He multiplied bread for this army. There was like 12 breads, 20 bread, and this army was hundreds of people. And he multiplied that through the power of God, obviously, right? He actually also raised a child back to life. Come on now, does this sound familiar to you guys? These miracles, right? Jesus is a foreshadow of Christ in the Old Testament. Oh, it gets better. Tell me, it gets better. He also healed one of his enemies from leprosy. Nuts. And these are the same enemies that's been attacking Israel um, after, like, they kept attacking them. And yet, Elisha healed one of their soldiers. So this takes us to the text today where I'm going to be reading from. Um, we'll be reading from 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 to 23. I'm going to be doing the New Living Translation. All the other translations sound so confusing, but this was like the best. Um, really just get that story out. And um, so this story is about Elijah and the invisible army. As we were just singing that song, and we're so surrounded. We're surrounded by God. We may be looking at what the enemy is doing. We may be looking at our struggles. We may be looking at whatever what we're going through in our lives, but know that God is surrounding that with Right? So uh, let's read this. Let's read here. Second Kings chapter 6, 8 through 23. And it says that when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would Okay, he would uh, confer with his officers and say, We will mobilize our forces at such and such place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near the place for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops. 
So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which one of you is a traitor? Who's snitching on me here? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, it's Elisha, the prophet in Israel. He tells the king of Israel, even the words of your of what you're speaking in your privacy of your own bedroom. The king says, go. Go and find out where he is. So I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is at Dothan. Remember Dothan, okay? All right, Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Elisha says, don't be afraid. Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hills, hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army was about to advance toward Elisha, Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, Hey guys, you have come to the wrong, you, you have come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. This is where their enemies are, right? So as soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria, where their enemies were. Right? When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, My father, should I kill him? Should I kill him? Please let me kill him. Should I kill him? Should I kill him? And Elisha's like, Of course not. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and a drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Before I used to read this story, I stopped at the whole angels surrounding, right? I stopped at that part. I never saw this part where he actually took them to the enemy's camp and then had a party. Hello. But again, this is just a foreshadow of our Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? It's just a foreshadow of grace, mercy towards our enemies. Our enemies don't need to necessarily be anybody that's, you know, uh, trying to you know, hurt us or kill us. It could just be people that we just don't know, just don't like because, right? Or it just because, it, it just right? So 
um, verses 8 through 12, you guys notice how Elisha knows everything of what America, the king, the enemy king was doing, right? Everywhere they were going, Israel was able to sidestep them. See, Elisha, we serve a God who knows all things. Omniscience, omniscience, there it is. Omniscience, he's a God that knows all things. There is nothing that can be hidden from him. Yes, even our darkest secrets, he knows. Our darkest secrets. But yet, our God is still with us. Yet, our God is still right next to us. Yes, our God still protects us. And yet, he knows all things about us. Hmm, God is so good. He knows the thoughts, he knows the motives of the human heart and the actions that, 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 that there's nothing can be hidden from him. Hebrews 4, 4, 4.13 says, God knows all things, everything. We can't hide from him. <laughs> we can't hide from him. We try to run and run and run, and guess what? He's right next to us running. You know what I'm saying? He can't go, he can know. He's just right there. We can't run away from him. That's how much he loves us. He's, he just knows that we just don't know that. We just don't know better. But yet, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to show you. And then the flip side of God knowing all things, guess what? He has the answers to our problems. He has the answers to our struggles. He has the answers that's, 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 that's been sitting in us. He has the answers. So let's pray for that wisdom. Let's pray for that understanding and that knowledge. Lord, help me see better. Help me look at my enemy and those that are against me the way you see them. Help me, Lord, because you know, for there is no, there is no problem that's too big or too small for our God. No problem. That's why we serve a good God. He says, ask, and I will give it to you. Ask for wisdom, and I will give it to you. Get that in James 1.5. And then later through the, the text that we read, um, when I said to remember Dothan, right? This is where they found Elisha, right? This is where they found Elisha. This is where the, the, the young boy sees the angels surrounding Dothan and Elisha and all of them. Well, you know what? Dothan is the same location. This is the same place that my man Joseph was thrown in the pit. Do you guys know Joseph? Not the part of Joseph, right? He was one of the um, part of the twelve tribes, uh, and his his wow, his brothers had were jealous of him, right? Because his father, that was his, he was the favorite from his father, right? He had this awesome coat that they should have, but you know they got jealous, right? And he had this dream saying that you guys gonna be bowing down to me. So yeah, his ten older brothers like. You know what? Yeah, no, we don't like you. We're jealous of you, right? And then, so, um, them being jealous, and Joseph is sitting there looking for them. You know, like little brothers or sisters, they're always chasing after their, their sibling. Yeah, I'm okay with you, I see. So, that was, this was happening, and they were like, you know what? No, let's throw him in the pit and let's kill him. They're going to kill his own blood. But God intervened, but it doesn't say that, but we know God intervened with compassion in their hearts. And and, they, and and of course, coincidence? No. God incidents, there is um, a band of, I don't know, slave traders coming, and you know what? They're like, instead of killing them, let's go sell them as a slave. Boom, so they did. This happened in Dothan. Alright? He is a slave now. 
He is now in the house, he was born, he was now in the house of Potiphar. Potiphar was this army servant soldier in Egypt, um, and now Joseph is a slave in his house, but now his house is actually, it's like immaculate. This dude was cleaning up, you know, time that something was cooking, he was doing the dishes. I mean, you know, they liked Joseph in here. But the only weakness that Joseph had, he was a good looking dude. He was a strapping young man. I mean, yo, yo like, he was good. All the ladies were fawning over him, especially Potiphar's wife. And Potiphar's wife tried to, you know, make some advancement, you know, they're trying to get slick with Joe. But Joe, Joe said no. And Joe said no. When he said no, he ran. And she was like appalled. So now, he's now thrown into prison for doing something great. Come on. I didn't go. My man's in prison. And of course, while he's in prison, he was doing the same thing he was doing as a slave. He was just taking care of things. He was helping people. He actually helped interpret dreams for a couple of the, his cellmates. You know, it's like he's doing all of this. Just imagine, guys. Many times in our struggles, in our dark times, and we're asking, Lord, where are you? I thought I was doing all right, but I can't keep getting stuck in this pit. I keep getting stuck in this miry clay. I can't move from out of this space. Where are you, Lord? I'm praying for help. Where are you? I am stuck. I may be in, in, into like whatever is it, alcohol or drugs, or I'm stuck in doing what I can't get out of this, Lord. You know that when you read the scripture about Joseph and his story, every time things were happening to him, it was saying, but the Lord was with him. Can I say that about y'all? Yes, I can. But the Lord is with you. He hasn't left you. He sees you. He sees you in your darkest. He sees you and he's with you. You would think that, man, okay, God, if you are with me, would you get me out of this mess? He could have taken Joseph out of that. But if he did, Joseph would never have been the prime minister of Egypt, an Israelite. Came the vice president of Egypt. Just imagine if God, God took us out of our struggles back then. We will not be where we are right now. We will not be who we are right now in him. Right? Come on now. I wonder if Joseph was like, where are you, God? How come I'm going through this? But it's time gone. Joseph sees his brothers. They're actually bowing down to him now. We should have this mentality that Joseph had. For the evil that was meant for me, God would use it for his good. For every evil that was, that was meant to hurt you, to, to try to take you out, God is, will use it for good. Come on now. See, God is always there. He's fighting for us. We may not see the angels. Joe didn't see no angels, but God was with him. He just didn't swoop him out of the trouble. He was just protecting him. He was walking through him. He was forming him. Transforming him. Changing him. Allowing him to be more. 
in the image of Christ, of God. You can use him. Just like that song says, there's another in the fire standing next to me. I don't know any more of the words, but y'all understand what I'm getting at. There's another in the fire standing next to me. See, Joseph can look back. Joseph can look back. See, we read the scripture and it says, but God was with him. But see, Joseph had to look back in his life and see the hands of God throughout the whole time. Leading him, directing him. We can look back in our own lives and see God is leading us and directing us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be encouraged today. You are not alone. So what Elisha prayed, Lord, open our, open our eyes. And we should be praying that, Lord, open our eyes. Help us see what you are doing in and around us. So that we can walk in your glory. So that we can walk in your will. Doing what it is that you have created us to do. Your purpose, Lord, not mine. Because my purpose, God, I already saw me. <laughs> but I know when I'm in him, even though I'm in trouble, my God is there with me. He's handling business. He is just doing what he does. God just does his thing. He has his angels surrounding us all the time. See, I've never seen angels. I don't know if you guys have, if any of you guys have seen angels. I've never seen angels, but uh, when I was a baby Christian, I had, when I'm, yeah, baby Christian, I had demonic dreams. It was weird. It was kind of scary. Like, like you, you know, like, I was, I'm always running. That's what I remember. I was always running, and it was just, I always just, from like, it was just, like scratch from my back or like having pinches on me, like it felt so real. It felt like I was like half asleep, half awake type of thing. And it felt like I could just feel those pinches or those scratches on my back. Like, and I've seen her running and running and I just couldn't get away. Now there was one night, uh, one of these bad dreams, uh, they got me, right? And they got me and it held me down and I just couldn't move. And I was just couldn't move and in, in my dream usually I was just screaming, but I couldn't, nothing was coming out this time. Nothing was coming out and inside of me. It felt like it was like a percolator. Something's just bubbling up inside of me. And I was just trying to get out. This thing was like getting closer and closer. You guys seen that movie Alien? That thing is in your face and the drool and the nasty, like, like really? All that? But like, yo, this would have felt it felt like just it was really close. This thing that's bubbling up inside of me, it, was, it, it came out finding it was just Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's all I said in the dream was Jesus, 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 Jesus. Finally woke up. My roommate was like, wait, you okay? I, I thought you were praying. You just saying, Jesus, you right now? I'm like, dude, oh my goodness. So I told him this whole, you know, thing. It's like, Yo, I'm telling you, if you guys, people that know me, that hang out with me, they hear me say, you know, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Well, I just love Jesus. Not just Jesus. I said, yo, that was my origin story of Jesus. <laughs> that was my origin story of me. When you hear me say Jesus, I say that so I can remember who's with me. I can remember that when I had that dream and I felt that inside, the Holy Spirit is saying, Jesus. Right now, he's protecting me right now. I'm not alone. Every decision I make in Jesus' name, God.
God will use it for his good. When we can't get away from him. See, God reminds us we are never alone. We are in God. All things are possible in him. Faith is greater than fear. How can we begin to change the, the way that we're looking at our, um, our, our struggles or whatever it is that's surrounding us? The best way is to, Lord, I read this here in Paul, Paul in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 and 18. He says, pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Lord, open my heart. Open it. Let me see what you're doing so I can come alongside with you. That I know even though I'm in this dark place, I'm coming alongside with you. As I look back, as I look back now, man, I, I can see, like, he has birthed that in me of just saying, Jesus. Because when I was younger, I always thought I was alone. You know, I had a lot of friends, but I always thought I was alone. Like, don't you really die. But man, just seeing that in every situation in my life, like, sometimes I forget, I even say I'm not like perfect at it, but like, you know, when it counts, it's coming. And when I'm in a conversation, this is Jesus' name. For there is power in the name of Jesus. Let's not forget that. There is power in that name, it's that name that died for us, the man of God came down, died for us, rose from the dead. Destroy, demolish death. Come on now, there is power in the name of Jesus. Do not be shy of using it. Do not be shy of using the name of Jesus. It is your inheritance. It belongs to you. Why? Because he dwells in you. You believe in him. He's yours. And you're his. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And then we see how Elisha takes the enemy blinded now. Think about this, right? There's a whole army here. Huge army. The guy said he sent a lot of people for one dude. Whole army. Now they're blinded. Just imagine, when you guys hear this voice saying, hey guys, you guys are in the wrong place. Here, I'll show you where to go. Like, they don't know where they're going. I see them either holding hands or having their hands on their shoulders, listening and following this guy. There's power in there. I know we're getting there. It's following Elisha, a man of God, brings them to the enemy's camp in the middle of it where they could have been annihilated, done with. But instead of pardoning, What I see here, it's like, Lord, I was once blind. I was once in that in, in that place where, you know, I just didn't like, like, I was just, you know, just without God. <laughs> it's just like that way. We were just without God. The way we were acting, the way we were seeing things, the way we were treat others. I used to do that too. But yet God's mercy and his grace Open my eyes. I'm not blind anymore. I see the true God. You know that Elisha's name means God is my salvation. Imagine that. 
God is my salvation. So every time Elisha hears his name, he hears, God is my salvation. God is my salvation. God is my salvation. We, got, we have to remember that. God is our salvation, but yet it doesn't stop there. God will continue to transform us, allow us to look more like him through all the situations in our lives. He uses it all. See, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. I like to say Jesus is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, evidence of things not seen. Because he is our faith. For he is the author and finisher of our faith. Come on now, we gotta hold on to that. See, when Elisha hears, God is my salvation. So every time people say our name, every time that we're in our struggle, we remember Jesus' name, because that belongs to us. And we remember who we are. We remember that he is our salvation. That we remember that he is God. That he is Yahweh. Powerful. All-knowing God. He knows everything about me, but yet he still fights for me. He still protects me. And yes, he is still with me. Man, can I have you guys come up, please? Man, we are holding on to faith. We're holding on to faith means we're holding on to Jesus. See, those struggles in our lives back then, those glimpses of God always delivering us, always picking us back up. We remember those times. We remember those glimpses. Why? So that way we can uh, turn our eyes back unto the Lord where it belongs. We keep our eyes gazed upon Him. And yes, I may be in my joy. It don't look right, but yet my God is with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know what? Seven times. Can we have all church, please? Let's say Jesus. Let this know that there is power in Jesus. And when you say Jesus, say it like you mean it. Say it like you're desperate for him. Say it like you want him and that you need him. So we say three, two, one. Ready? Jesus. 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 For there is power, for there is healing, for there is deliverance. Our God is with us. Our God is healing our marriages. Our God is healing our relationships. Our God is doing so much. And yet, at times, we get scared. We are fearful of what it looks like. That's okay to feel that. What I want you to know is to know who's with you. Know who your God is. You are not alone. So yeah, you may feel it, but that's just the flesh, right? Connor spoke this before. He said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Yo, the spirit is willing. Therefore, if you are feeling that anxiety, that depression, or that bad feeling, or that whatever it is, whatever it is that you're going through, stay by the spirit of God. Because the spirit is willing to stay. When you can't stand no more, stand because Jesus is holding you up. Lean on him because he's holding you up. Our God is so good. And I want you to remember that. He is 
so good that like because his all-knowing is way above the what we can even think and say Lord I'm hurting I'm hurt he says I know I'm with you I feel that hurt I know what it feels like I'm here with you come on our God sees all things and he sees you he sees